You're listening to That YA Podcast. Fall for You, Episode 11. It's been a year without Des. It's been a year since we fought at school and she stormed off. A year since I was sure that that would be the last time I ever saw her. Or the last time things would be normal between us, even if she did come back to school. But the truth was, things hadn't been normal between us for a long time before then. I don't think I'd realised it at the time, but this wasn't what a relationship was meant to be like, right? The lying, the hiding stuff, the crawling back to her even when I knew I was right, and forgiving her in an instant even when I was hurting. But if I'd known how all of it would end a year ago when I flipped out at her during lunch, I just... I don't know. When I heard what happened, I couldn't help that feeling of guilt that had wrapped its claws around my heart. It was my fault. Maybe if I'd heard her out, she wouldn't have done what she did. Maybe if I'd taken the time to help her and not pressure her to do school my way, she wouldn't have... I guess it's too late for would-haves and could-haves... What's done is done, and I have to respect that. I've been respecting that for the past year, and I'm not angry at her anymore. Not really. We were both only 17, experiencing our first loves and first heartbreaks, and while that doesn't excuse how we both acted, I mean, I've learned since then. I shouldn't have treated her the way I did sometimes. I shouldn't have pushed her to give up something that was so much a part of her that without it, it was like she wasn't whole. I just shouldn't have been an ass, I guess. But I don't have hard feelings towards her now, even after everything. I'm only bringing this up because she messaged me last week, the first time since that day at school. I haven't even recorded anything for my university application since then, but I guess it's kind of irrelevant now. This is probably never going to see the light of day. It's just helpful to talk about it all, even if it's just to my computer. My brain is always going too fast for my fingers, so when I try and write down how I feel, physically type it or jot it down in a journal, I never seem to write the words I truly feel. So yeah, this is kind of a raw and uncensored tie between my mouth and my emotions. It's messy and rambly, and I don't even know what the point I'm trying to make is half the time. But maybe that's the point. Maybe not everything has a meaning. We're all just trying to live our lives the best we can, one mistake at a time. We don't get do-overs. It's not like in a book where if things don't go to plan, the writer can just go back and change it. We don't get that luxury. So, Dez's message. That's what I was trying to say. She messaged me last week with a link to the Facebook event. An art show. One sec, let me get the message up. It's been a year, a year of me actually getting my shit together, even if it did involve not staying at school or seeing Megs again. Once her parents found out I got arrested, I doubt she would have been allowed to see me anyway. Mum came to the cop shop that night. I just broke down in the end. It's been a good year now, and I'm finally getting somewhere. I changed schools, and I'm attending an art course that gives me my VCE equivalent. I have an awesome group of friends... And mum's been there for me through it all. No more late nights for us, unless it's binge-watching Wentworth. To 
tonight I have a showing, a real showing with real invitations and some real artwork. If I'm being honest with myself, I probably wouldn't have got to this point without hitting my lowest last year. So as one last goodbye to that life, I decided to invite Megs. I'm not sure if she'll come, but hey, at least I'll know that I invited her. I'm sure she's top of her class right now and super busy, but it'd be good to see her for one last time. Hey Megs, uh, I know it's been a while. This is Des, by the way. Um, but there's this art show next week and I'd like you to come, you know, if you're not busy or anything or if you're not still mad or anything. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't think I ever said that, but I am. See you tonight, maybe. So that's where I'm going tonight. I have to find my way to this small, obscure gallery in North Fitzroy to an event I'm still not entirely sure what it is. So that's where I'm going tonight. I have to find my way to this small, obscure gallery in North Fitzroy to an event I'm still not entirely sure what will be happening at. Maybe she just wants to catch up and talk. Maybe she won't even be there and it'll be a setup and I'll be mugged and murdered. That doesn't really seem like her style, though. But who knows? Maybe she's changed in the past year I haven't spoken to her. She could be completely unrecognisable. I guess I'll just have to wait and see. So, I'm back from the gallery. I didn't get murdered or anything. Um... I just... I can't believe what I just saw. It was incredible. It was about 7.15 when I got there. I was running a little bit late, but I eventually managed to find the place. It wasn't the kind of place I was expecting, down a nice Fitzroy street with dim lights coming from the inside and chatter wafting through the open door. It was busy, full of people I didn't recognise. A few of them smiled at me like you would to someone you didn't know at a party, but was still there for the same reason. It's just, I wasn't quite sure why I was there at first. I walked inside, stepping around people gathered in groups and holding half-full champagne glasses. I caught words like movement and texture as I passed. My eyes caught on the canvases on the white walls, positioned evenly around the room. There were pictures I don't even know how to explain. Colours that seemed to be splashed haphazardly on the canvas, ones that were unrecognisable up close, but came together once you took a step back. They all looked like they could have been made by the same artist, but people were crowded around the didactics, so I was left to just wander in the background. At 7.30 I still hadn't seen anyone I recognised, much less Des. I was starting to feel like I was in the wrong gallery, or that Des gave me the wrong address intentionally. Maybe this really was the place she meant me to be, and she was just trying to tell me something. And then there was a loud clink of a champagne glass that could be heard over the chatter. Everyone quietened, moving towards the end of the room, as if they knew someone was going to be making a speech. I was herded inwards with everyone else. No one seemed to realise I was an imposter here, so I stayed. I couldn't exactly leave mid-speech. There was an older woman who spoke at first, standing in front of what seemed to be the only painting in black and white in the room. 
I don't quite remember what she was saying because the paintings kept catching my eyes and drawing my attention to them. It was like I couldn't look away. The woman up the front sounded like she was talking about someone. The person whose exhibition this was, I thought at the time. I mean, now it seems obvious why I was invited. I couldn't believe that I had been so naive to think that it could have been anything other than that. She said how her student had progressed so much in the two years she'd known her, how she went from being a volunteer to doing work at her gallery, corresponding with artists, helping to organise events, as well as do her own art. She used words like hard worker and artist of her generation, and only just 18. It finally clicked when I heard that. This was Desi's art show. All of these paintings were hers. They were no longer splashes of paint on brick walls. They were works of art in a gallery. All these people were here to see her art, not to paint over it or call the cops. For the first time since I knew her, I realised that this is who she was. An artist. And to think that I ever thought less of her because of the way she chooses to paint. Just because her work wasn't hundreds of years old or even decades old. Because she wasn't some European dude with art in expensive frames and locked away in vaults. Her art was just as legitimate as anything else. Maybe even more so because it was so raw. She took the pain and the love from her life and transformed it into something that made other people feel the same emotions she did just by looking at her colours. The paintings didn't take years to create and she didn't have an education at the best art schools behind her. And maybe that's what made it even more powerful. These paintings were an insight into her soul. And then everyone clapped and I saw her. Des. Her hair was longer than I remember it being, choppy bangs almost all grown out. Instead of it being the dark brown it was before, now it faded into a deep purple near her ears, turning into an ombre that ended in pale lilac. Her eyes scanned the crowd, still lined thickly with eyeliner like when I knew her. And then her sight snagged on me. Her lips tugged upwards into a hint of a smile, and I felt my expression echo hers. She introduced her exhibition, Ephemeral, it was called. I must have missed that when I walked in. She spoke about how she was so grateful for the work she's had at the gallery and how she's thankful for this opportunity. How the past two years has shaped her artwork and allowed her to realise what direction she wanted to take. How the people she's met, the friends she's made and the girls she loved help her realise this. When her speech ended, the room erupted into applause. She slipped back down a corridor I hadn't noticed and everyone dissipated again. It was then that I could take a closer look at the black and white painting she was standing in front of. I didn't know what it was at first. It just looked like varying shades of grey and thickly applied sprays. The lines had that telltale soft edge that I'd learned to recognise when something was spray painted. I floated towards it, etching past all the other people until I was directly in front of her, the girl in the painting. Her face took up half the canvas, her features almost blending into one another so that she wasn't recognisable unless she looked hard enough. My eyes slid down to the didactic on the wall besides the canvas. For her, it was titled. There was no description, just the materials used down the bottom. 
I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around. Hey, Megan, she said. Her voice was quieter, slightly unsure. I'd never heard her sound so unsure before. Hey, Des, I said back. Her smile widened. Do you like it? The archer? I love it. You're really talented. She shrugged. I just paint how I feel. I never expected people to actually want to look at it, let alone say things about my work that wasn't paint over this or I'll call the police. I laughed at that, and then we were both silent. It was weird talking to her again after so long. It was like neither of us knew what to say and where to begin. I'm sorry, I said at last. For months after we last saw each other, I worked out this whole speech with everything I wanted to say to her, to explain how I felt and what I wanted her to hear. But when she was standing in front of me, those two words seemed to say it all. Me too, she replied. Thanks for coming tonight. It means a lot to have you here. I told her I couldn't stay that long because I'm making a speech tomorrow morning at the graduation ceremony. And with that, her eyes lit up. Did you? I nodded. School captain. Her smile was earnest. I'm so proud of you. Same here, I told her. You seem really happy. Someone called her name and she looked towards them. They were beckoning her over. I've got to go, but we should catch up one day for coffee. Who knows, maybe I'll even sneak into the back row of graduation ceremony, for old time's sake. I'd like that, I said. Go, this is your night. You've earned it. And then she slipped back into the crowd, smiling at the people she moved past, shaking a few hands and then falling into place with a woman and a group of other people. The woman placed a motherly hand on her shoulder and Des smiled. It wasn't until I walked past them and out of the gallery that I realised why the woman looked familiar. It was Des's mum. She'd came. Even though I never really got to know her and Des and I hadn't spoken for a year, I still cared about her. And just seeing her with her mum tonight, that, that meant everything to me. We might not have been together, and I don't know when we're going to catch up again or if we'll ever be friends or ever have what we used to have. Maybe that's okay. She was such a major part of my life, and I will treasure the memories we made together. But with that, I'll also take the bad. I don't want to sugarcoat our relationship or pretend everything was fine just because, you know, she's successful now and I'm so happy for her. We just didn't work together. I know this wasn't the happy ending that I was after, but that's life, right? We don't always get the things we want. People grow apart. Relationships don't last. Sometimes they do, and that's amazing and magical, and I'm happy for those people I am, but I'll never forget my time with Desi. Everything has a time, and everything ends. And that was my time with her. The parties, those train trips, sipping coffee together in the mornings. The fights, the anger, the hurt, all of it. I will remember all of it. We'll see each other again and maybe things will change. Maybe we'll just be casual acquaintances that just smile at each other when we see each other in the streets. 
Maybe we'll try and catch up for coffee once every few months. Maybe we'll go back to being friends. I guess I'll just have to find out. I guess I don't really have a reason to record these things anymore. The thing between us, Desi and I, it's finished. I have closure for that. But just because one story ends, that doesn't mean that another one can't begin. I have uni next year and I know I'm going to meet new people and it's going to be amazing and that's a whole new chapter in my life. Sometimes things have to end in order for you to move forwards. It might tear us apart, the pain and the hurt from that, but if we always stand still, how will we ever find out where life will take us? We're all in for one heck of a ride. And I cannot wait to see how mine goes. What twists and turns await me. Inevitable bumps and ups and downs. But I'm ready for it all. I don't know, I'm I'm not as afraid anymore. I think I can handle it. I know I can. So for the last time, Megan Chen, signing off.